Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Now, the 2017 Radio Sports Broadcaster of the Year on the show with back-to-back Montana Broadcaster Association Awards for sports coverage and award-winning sports journalism. Here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanes. Hello, Montana. JLM, the all-time receptions leader. Looking back on Macomb. And looking ahead to the weekend that is between Montana and Monmouth and Montana State and Norfolk State, it is college football season, and it is to tell Nuanas on 102.9 ESPN Radio and SWX Montana Television. Hi, how are you? Great to be with you. Thanks for spending some time with us on your radios, on your televisions, streaming on your devices, wherever you might be. We're happy to have you on board with us here this afternoon. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy and online at KurtzPolaris.com. If you are streaming, you're probably on the website, 1029ESPN.com. If you're not streaming and you want to, that's where you go. You click the Listen Live tab and you, voila, 
Listen live. It is there thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you'd like to pick up your phone and call us, you can do that as well. 329-1899-329-1899, the phone number. Let's take a look at what we got in the show today. We are going to start off with a bunch of sound from uh, both sides of the divide. We'll start with the University of Montana. We'll hear from Jerry Louis McGee, who set the all-time receptions. Mark, we talked about it a little bit yesterday, Colton, but we really didn't spend I think probably the time that is warranted. is uh, That's a significant uh, benefit benchmark and record that he set. So we'll hear from him, from Coach Houck on that. We will also hear from Coach Houck uh, on the upcoming game against Monmouth. He was uh, particularly forthcoming uh, about uh, you know setting up this football team and uh, who who it is uh, that the Grizzlies are facing uh, on Saturday. And then we will hear from uh, Montana State head coach Jeff Choate, both about uh, some, some, uh, some pretty clear thoughts about the uh, state of affairs when it comes to playing football in Macomb, Illinois against Western, and then uh, also looking forward to Norfolk State as as well. So we'll talk about that at the top of the hour. Really looking forward to this. We're going to have Kevin Callahan on. He is the head coach of Monmouth University. He is the only head coach in the history of the Monmouth football program. 27 years he's been the head coach at Monmouth. Uh, and so we will uh, uh, look forward to having Coach Callahan on talking about this uh, game. This will be the furthest west that Monmouth will have ever traveled to play football uh, is Missoula. The what, the previous furthest west? Bozeman. Montana State, you got it. So uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to him about uh, the atmosphere and the uh, the travel and all that, and just being the uh, the only head coach in the history of a program. Pretty impressive. So uh, we also uh, are going to get into some NFL stuff. Eli Manning benched, benched, sat down. Daniel Jones. I said Coulter. Did I not say four weeks? Well, guess what? It took two. And that is uh, what we got. Daniel Jones, the quarterback now of the New York Football Giants. Uh, We'll also talk maybe a little about Jalen Ramsey and Minka Fitzpatrick. Now, out in uh, Miami, headed to uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh deciding, well, if we don't have a quarterback, we better bulk up our secondary. Minka Fitzpatrick, former first-round draft pick, headed to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So plenty of stuff to get to. Maybe even we'll hear from our dear friend Mike Leach. Oh, boy. On fire, like always. See, this is I knew that this was going to make you mad. And you know what? That's the barometer for great radio. It doesn't make me mad. I just find that it's just a waste of time for all the other reporters in the room. Like, who cares about mascot battle royales? I want to hear Mike Leach talk about football. We'll get into it. That's our show outlook. It's brought to us by Missoula Gutter Cleaning, the safest, fastest, most fun, most insured company. Visit MissoulaGutterCleaning.com for an estimate. Um, Coulter, Jerry Louis McGee became the all-time leader in receptions uh, on uh, on Saturday. 196 is where he stands now. Uh, that is four ahead of Raul Pachenko, who had uh, 192. And then uh, uh, Matt Wells at 190 in third place. Very. Cl- How'd you like to be Matt Wells and then... Pacheco does you two better. And now uh, Jerry Lou McGee is probably going to put enough distance between the two to just be like, it's okay. Uh, now, they might talk a little bit about what <laughs> what JLM talked about, which we'll hear from here in just a moment. But a significant, uh, 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 you know, mark that he set uh, for the uh, university and the history of it. And the question he was asked as he came to the press conference uh, on, uh, on Monday, that was yesterday, what does it mean to you to be the all-time leader in receptions at the University of Montana? Well, um, you know, it's pretty cool coming here as a walk-on, you know, uh, getting my shot and just hoping I'd be able, you know, to get some snaps or, you know, be able to help the team the best I can. But, you know, uh, being able to have my name in a place like this that has some pretty awesome historical, uh, you know, 
Mon Montana football, you know, living in Coeur d'Alene, you know about this place, the standards and, you know, what it holds. And, uh, you know, it was pretty tough catching all those bubbles first two years. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty blessed, and it's, it's, I'm, on, I'm honored to be able to have my name up there, and um, I'm excited to get going on the, this next game. Pretty tough catching all those bubbles the first two years. It's just too good. I think it's so funny that it's clear that as the players sit next to Bobby Houck at the press conferences, that they have uh, talking points. Yeah. And that it's not going to be very acceptable if you delineate from, you know, you can't kick off the rails. Yeah. Go, they're, yeah. they're a good team. We're a good team. We're working hard. We're excited for the opportunity. Yeah. You know, stock lines. It's perfectly okay to throw shade. <laughs> Perfectly okay to throw shade at Bob Stitt. That's allowed. It's the one personality you can give. Uh, um, Bobby Houck also uh, was asked uh, about Jerry and uh, and you know what it was what it's like to coach him and what does he enjoy most about it. Uh, you know, there's lots of things that are fun about coaching Jerry. Um, he, he's he's uh, exciting to watch play. Uh, what you all don't see is how hard he works uh, in, in the weight room and on the practice field. Um, but the thing that, that uh, um, I've appreciated probably most about him is how much he's improved his practice habits and how much he's improved his game in, turn, in terms of the, uh, the broad sense. It's not just punt returning and catching the, uh, the bubble screen. He's, he's become a way more... Uh, complete football player. He's he's bigger and stronger. I, th I think he's faster, and uh, just the the work he's put in has made him an even better player. So there you go. We're talking about the diversity of of usage, which Jerry uh, also alluded to. Talking about the bubbles off the top. One more piece of sound for you. you don't have to set it up because the questions included. You mentioned coming here as a walk on. How has your confidence developed? Well, what's given you the confidence to reach this point? Um, I think just the guys. Who I play with and the coaches, you know, we all have it's a pretty positive atmosphere, and you know, um, we try to get better every day, and that's the that's the goal is just get better every day. So, there you go, Jerry Louis McGee, the new uh, all time leader in receptions at the University of Montana, presumably just going to grow from there. It is interesting, you know, Colter, you've talked about uh, a lot of that on this show about you know how many guys were walk ons. Uh, especially from the state of Montana. They came through the University of Montana when Bobby Hack was the coach the first time around, and uh, several of them, many, actually quite a few of them, made it all the way to the league and then even had successful careers in the league, not just there, but but there and doing it. Um, but also, you know, Jerry Louis McGee was a walk-on to the University of Montana, and I think that, that, that Montana itself, the football team, the institution, uh, is conducive to an extent to walk-ons in general. And whether or not, obviously, if you have a coach who uh, wants to and knows how to cultivate that is, you know, is significant into the success. But I do think just the level that the University of Montana is at, it you can get some really good players probably, uh, you know, punching above your weight class, so to speak, in some of the recruits that you can get. But also, there's a bunch of kids that, aren't getting looks anywhere that think that they want to come here and see if they can hack it. And look, there's a lot of kids that come to Montana, Montana state 
have a red shirt year, maybe a freshman year, and you go, you know what? I'm not going to get a sniff. I'm going elsewhere. And they end up, you know, wherever they go. Or, or And it may, maybe not even about playing time. And maybe it's just about fit. Maybe it's just about, you know, wanting to be home. They go to the, 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 the Frontier Conference or whatever it might be or, or just find themselves on down the road. But there's also a group of kids that came, you know, pretty unheralded unheralded when they entered the gates, when they entered the doors uh, at the University of Montana and come their junior, senior years, they are, you know, all conference and in, in cases all American type of players uh, looking at playing professionally somewhere. And, and such is the case for Jerry Louis McGee, uh, you know, once again, who's the latest in that sort of lineage. And it's certainly... Um, you know, respect to him because he is a really hard worker and he has put a ton of time in to develop the talent. And he's also uh, shown, you know, you, you all you got to do is is go talk to him and, 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 and see him to understand why he would have been maybe overlooked. But all you got to do is watch him play to go that that was a miss on everybody's part. I mean, what he's able to do, and he certainly, he is Tyler Lockett in this respect. His return skills have never been in question but no one, I think, really thought that he would be a quote-unquote great receiver. And he, you know, got into an offense that threw him the ball a ton and did the bubble thing, and he tried to make, you know, people miss and all that. But he has really developed into an outstanding receiver as such at this level of football. Uh, and that is something that I don't know if a lot of people did see coming, even when they did watch him play. And that is, uh, uh, you know, a tip of the cap to him for, for proving his merit in that respect, especially in, as we know, probably the deepest part of this, you know, uh, uh, Montana team from a position standpoint. I think that's one of the things that makes this story unique, uh, aside from the other walk-on stories. So many of the great walk-on stories at the University of Montana are from guys that are from from Montana. Jerry Louie McGee, not quite from Montana. He's from Worley, Idaho, right outside of Coeur d'Alene. Spent his last two years of high school playing in Coeur d'Alene. But there's also just some other factors that went into this. First of all, Jerry Louie McGee has this record for, in my mind, multiple different reasons. First of all, just his talent and prowess as a player but also because uh, he was able to break into the starting lineup as a freshman. Right. Most redshirt freshman walk-ons. I mean, I think Jerry Louie McGee caught 80-plus passes before he had a scholarship dollar. It's crazy. <laughs> you know? So that part's crazy, too. But the system he was in early gave him a lot of catches. And credit to him for being able to break in and capture that role over some much more heralded guys, much more heralded recruits. Mike Verder deserves a ton of credit for Jerry Lou McGee. Mike mm-hmm. Verder is former Grizz receiver who himself uh, is, count it down the list, about 13th in school history in catches himself. Out of Helena High, he had 147 catches in his Grizz career between 05 and 08. And you know, he started his career with Bobby Houck at UNLV, and he was at Idaho State under Mike Kramer. They returned to his alma mater to coach for Bob Stitt. And now he's back at Idaho State as the offensive coordinator. But when he made when Mike Ferder made the transition from Idaho State to Montana the first time, he knew about Jerry Lou McGee because he had recruited him to Idaho State from Coeur d'Alene as an in-state guy. Then he, he sold the vision of what Jerry Lou McGee could become as that FY receiver in Bob Stitt's offense. And the rest is history. Uh, but the way he's developed the... The magic that's associated with him, the background, I mean, his, his, his cultural background, it's, it's been since Tough Harris that there's been a, uh, a Native American kid that has endured his entire career as a football player at the University of Montana. There's been many great Native American basketball players in this region, both in Idaho and Montana. 
but very few that have taken the football route yeah. and to have the football route and the electricity that he has. I mean, he is. He's Mr. Electricity. Uh, on the In the Oregon game, he had three different pe- catches that moved the chains, and, and he was the key element in the drive that resulted in Montana's lone points. But the, the catch he had where he lost a yard summed him up. He caught the ball in the flat, and two Oregon, receiver, or two Oregon DBs descended upon him, and he stopped in place and did a full 360. He didn't spin on his feet. He jumped in the air. And did a full 360, like mm-hmm. as fast as you can go. I've never seen anybody in football do that. <laughs> there's no uh, there's no comparison to him. Yeah. It's like this magic move, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But just the athleticism to be able to do it and to spin with the velocity he spins with, land on your feet, and then change direction again, he is totally unique in the way that he plays. And I think that's why he's so appealing to fans. Because, you, you, like you said, the guy's tiny. I mean, he's... They list him at five nine one seventy. I I don't know if he's either of those mm-hmm. even, but th- this the the flair he plays the game with, how much he loves the game. I mean, when you talk about a guy that's that diminutive, he's never been hurt. He's I, never even close to being hurt. You know, that's the thing to me because the first time we watched him play, we said the 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 number of moves that he makes in traffic, the number of hits that he takes, and he almost never gets hit hard, but he, you know, getting wrapped up, getting your feet tangled up, doing spins in traffic and everything like that, and being his size, you just go, man, you know, great Washington play, love Washington play, but it is a matter of time before it just, before it's an ankle, before it's a, you know, a knee, you know, it just seems like, and you're right, he's been just, his body control is absolutely magnificent. Certainly there's an element of, of good fortune in there as well, but he has never really been injured in, in uh, you know, a sense where he, I, I don't know that he's ever missed a game. And that is utterly impressive, especially obviously when you consider the volume, AKA the most ever uh, that, that he's, you know, caught over the course of, of his uh, uh, tenure at the university of Montana. So impressive stuff for Jalen. Colt, there's something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, that can take care of you. He has a fascinating legacy to analyze because he's been an honorable mention all Big Sky selection each of the last three years. So I think that the respect is there, but also there's an element of gadget player or mm. system guy. But if you watch him up close and personal, his 
again, the way he can swing the momentum of a game is second to none. And I think that he, Jerry Lou McGee at home is one of the great weapons in the FCS because he's so beloved. Yeah. He, he's such a fan favorite, yeah. and he can just ignite the entire atmosphere with a first down or a punt return. or he, He's just he, – the, the anticipation surrounding what he has the ability to do is so interesting. You know, the other thing is when you're analyzing his legacy, you, know, you, you look at some of the other guys on this list, Raul Pacheco, Matt Wells, Jamal Jones, Mark Mariani, Shalon Baker – you know, Mike Ferreter, Jeremy Watkins, Scott Guernsey, on down the line, Joe Douglas, Jimmy Ferris. There's been so many great receivers at Montana. And the thing that so many of them have over Jerry Lou McGee is the playoff success. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that's absolutely a driving factor for him and for the program. Uh, and, and you also just look at the way that so many of those guys were sort of in the same group or had to share reps or, you know, like a guy like Ryan Bagley was such a great talent. He, he could have, he was going to be a PAC 12 guy until he blew out his knee at great falls CMR high school. But then he ends up coming to Montana starts as a true freshman and he was very productive. I mean, he caught 153 balls, but he also had to share time with Craig Chambers and Eric Allen, who are FBS drop downs, Mike Ferrer, who's a converted quarterback who went on to become a borderline Grizz hall of famer. You know, John Talmadge early in his career, all those guys, Mark Mariani later, you know, the way he blossomed, Ty Palmer, a guy that was a phenomenal athlete who got overshadowed because he was the same grade as Mariani. And then you combine all that with the fact that they were playing with, on teams with like Sillard and Chase Reynolds and Bobby, Bobby Hawk wanted to run the ball down people's throats. It's fascinating that the, even any of these guys are in the conversation whatsoever. But I think that Jerry Louie McGee's legacy is, is one, it, it, it's singular, it's unique because of just all the elements that go into it. Mark Mariani was a, a great fan favorite, too, but there really hasn't been anybody like Jerry Louis McGee in the last 20 years, save maybe Lavander Seegers, that ignited Washington Grizzly Stadium like Jerry Louis McGee can. Yeah, I mean, the only guy that I, I can recall in, in recent history that could do some of the things that Jerry does where you're just out of your seat and you can't even help yourself is Trayvon Fan. He had some moments where you just go, well, there's... He's he's doing something that no one else is doing. His top speed was elite. His change of direction was elite. But even he, you know, I don't think he had the duration. And especially when you talk about the punt returning and that kind of thing, it just it just is it's a different deal with Jerry. It's a special thing. And I, I hope that uh, you know there's uh, uh, five games left at least in the regular season for the University of Montana. And I, I hope folks you know appreciate what they're watching while they're watching it because it's it's easy sometimes to reflect on it and go wow how great was that but not often do you get a chance to in the moment appreciate it while it's happening in front of you and i hope that that people can do that Stu tell new one is 1029 espn radio swx montana television uh again uh let's uh, l- l- t- well let's take a look forward now colder we got you know through the jerry louis mcgee bit from last week but it's on to Monmouth for the University of Montana and uh, uh, a team out of the Big South, the second Big South team. Obviously, North Alabama is a, a sort of work in progress in terms of entering the Big South. Uh, but but uh, you know they're effectively a member of that conference uh, from a you know from a football perspective. But Monmouth uh, been in the Big South for a little while now. They are, however, out of New Jersey. Where is it, West? West something or another. Uh, West Long Branch, West New Long Jersey. Branch, New Jersey. Uh, which, if you're wondering, is, oh, it's about a, a, 
I don't know, it's probably 15 miles as the crow flies from New York City, but you do have some water to deal with. Uh, and then it's probably 45 miles or so from Philadelphia. So not exactly an out-of-the-way spot, even though you may not have heard of West Long Branch, New Jersey in general. Uh, but they are uh, a, a team that's, uh, you know, again, going to be certainly a, 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 an underdog coming uh, to Washington Grizzly Stadium Saturday, uh, but a team that has a, a pretty interesting tradition, mostly known as a basketball school. If you remember a couple of years ago, they had the, the bench players for the basketball team, right, doing all the dances right. all the time. That was Monmouth University. So anyway, here's Bobby Houck talking about Monmouth and really for the first time taking the time to say players' names and things like that, I think maybe try to educate the people about what it is that uh, is coming to Washington Grizzly Stadium on Saturday. They'll be a great challenge. They've got a, uh, uh, a good veteran team with uh, four senior starters and a junior starting on their offensive line, the preseason uh, player of the year at quarterback and a first-team all-conference running back player. So, um, you know, we, we feel... Like we need our, it's a huge game for us. We need our crowd to be here and be ready to go and try to be disruptive because this is a, a really, really quality opponent who's been in the playoffs the last two years or two years ago, 2017. They're in the playoffs, did not make it last year like us. So we've got our hands full with these guys. Um, you know, I'm I'm impressed with. Uh, uh, with their quarterback Kenji Behar, he's he's a really really good player. He's smooth. He's got a big arm. Um, he, he's impressive. Um, they've got some good players on defense. The um, defensive ends a, a good pass rusher. Um, they've got uh, uh, one of their DBs. Barry is a first team All Conference player. So we just uh, we've got our hands full with these guys. There you go. Bobby Houck going through several of the the players, the individuals, and and you know, letting people know. I think you know part of this is you want to get people interested in going to the game. That the four conference games that the Grizzly, Grizzlies have are almost all really good. I mean, the one that you might wonder about is Idaho State, but I think people are still going right? to show up to that it's homecoming. Yes, weekend, it's I and and it's you know the and Bob Fennessy and it's, people always show for Idaho Idaho State. I mean, Eastern being bad is not really in the cards for the foreseeable future, but people will show up to Idaho, Idaho State if they're bad because they're regional rivals that people just know. There's no, oh, I wonder where that's at. A lot of people are going to be saying this week, well, I wonder right. where Monmouth's at. You well, know where Idaho State's it, at. Exactly. But the other three games, other than Idaho State, are, are Eastern, Weber, and yeah. Idaho. And, and the Cats. Well, that's oh, the Cats are in Bozeman. Bozeman. Excuse me. But, right, but right, in right. terms of, of games that are in Missoula, so those are all, I mean, those are all, got to be there types yep. of games. Yep. Uh, and so this is the one where you sit there and go, well, you know, maybe it's the last nice Saturday. Maybe I want to go try my new bow out. Maybe I want to go, you know, get on the river. I don't know, you know, and, uh, but, you know, Bobby's certainly trying to get people to this game and, and, and kind of pique the interest. And also in his own way, I think trying to do a little bit of what Jeff Choate was trying to do last week is, we're not taking anybody lightly. You asked him a question about tuning up, and you, you were not asking about a quote-unquote tune-up for the, the season, but just an, an additional game. game because there's 12 this year to have to improve another week to improve. But he was very quick to say, look, you know, no, 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 we're, this, is, this is a football game. We're all in on this thing, uh, uh, you know, and so forth. So I think that is, you know, 
part of what is going on here. But he certainly, uh, you know, is very complimentary and very uh, sincere, it seemed like, in terms of his, you know, adulation of, of this team and some of the players. We'll hear, we're, we'll hear about Guerrero in a moment. But, uh, you know, he's taking uh, Monmouth very, very seriously. Monmouth was competitive in 2013 when they played at Bobcat Stadium, and that was against the number two team in the country. That mm. Montana State team was supposed to be one of the great teams in school history. I mean, they had Daenerys McGee as a senior, four-year starter at quarterback. They had Cody Kirk as a senior, three-year starter at running back. Tanner Bleskin, the all-time leader in every receiving category at Montana State. They had Brad Daly. You know, they had Caleb Schreiber, Zach Minter. I mean, they had all Americans all over the place, and. Monmouth came in, and, and they were competitive. I mean, Montana State won 42-24, but it wasn't you know, just some Missouri Valley State boat race like Montana experienced a couple years ago. And Monmouth, they, like you said, they've only had pro football for 26 years. Kevin Callahan's been the only coach they've had. But I think that you talk about the way that a region defines the style of football. Mm. I've only covered a couple teams that come from the Northeast, but it is a throwback style of yes. football. They run power eye, double tight. I would actually say if if Pete Guerrero, who's Monmouth's running back, lives up to the billing, which by all accounts, he was a first-team freshman All-American two years ago. He was a second-team All-American straight up last year. He's got back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. 134 yards last week. He's average, He's had 100 yards in each of their three games, including against FBS Western Michigan. He rushed for 107 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So the guy, the guy can absolutely hang. If he lives up to the billing, I would say three of the best running backs I've ever seen that didn't play at Montana – in my 10 years doing this are Miguel Masonette from Stony Brook, Ryan Fulce from Wagner last year, and Pete Guerrero, if he wills up to the building. All three of those guys from the Northeast, they're all they're all from the same region. Well, Pete Guerrero certainly is on the radar. Here's Bobby Houck talking about him. You mentioned they're all conference back, and he had 30 carries against Albany last week. Is there a difference in preparing for a team that has specifically kind of a bell cow guy that they hand the ball to as opposed to a, a committee backfield? Yeah, it's, you know, it, it, um, Guerrero is a good player, you know, and so when you've got a kid like that that's as durable as he is, then you you give it to him. Um, I always kind of feel like, and this goes back to the the previous question just a second ago, which was longer season, all that. You know, we're always somewhat reticent early in the year to give the guy the ball that much because we want to make sure we have him. But you got to do what you got to do to win on any given Saturday. So. They're feeding him the ball. He's uh, running well behind that big veteran offensive line. And, I mean, I can see why they're scoring the points they are, why they're rushing for as many yards as they do, and and why his numbers are what they are. So there you go. Saying, in so many words, I wouldn't run a guy that much this early, but he is certainly getting it done. And, by the way, it's not just for fun either. Uh, Monmouth is 2-1 and one on the season. They lost to Western Michigan. 48-13. Well, they beat Lafayette 24-21, and then they beat Albany last week 38-35 in overtime. So in terms of like opponents, two wins, both by a field goal, one in overtime. Nobody's taking any time off. Nobody's do you know, when, it, when, it, when push comes to shove, you go to the guys that you need to go to to, to win the football game. And uh, and and certainly Monmouth has done that uh, with, with Peter Guerrero. And they have, you know, a, a really good quarterback and all-conference type of player as well uh, under center. And so uh, this is going to be a fun game to watch and an interest, especially, like you said, Coulter, the styles that you get in the Northeast, they're very unique and kind of different, and it'll be fun to watch that type of team come and play uh, football. Get a little bit more into just uh... – 
the different areas that you recruit from and what it looks makes your physical makeup of your roster look like. Next segment. But before that, we got some free stuff. Oh, boy. Four Big Mountain Flavors right here. If you're watching on TV, you see this is a little carry case for all your Alpine Touch goodness. All-purpose seasoning, pepper blend, hickory smoked, chili sublime. You can go online right now, alpinetouch.com. Plug in the promo code ESPN10, and you get 10% off your order. And if you can't see us, I'll tell you right now, we got a little carrying case with four spices right now, and we have one for you. So give us a call. We got this four Big Mountain flavors just for you. 329 1899. 329 1899. Give your name and address to David in the back, and we will get you some Alpine Touch delivered to your doorstep. Alpine Touch, Montana Special Spice. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. But with the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon, Ryan Tutel, Colton Juanas, ESPN Sports Center. The Bobcats and the Grizzlies continue moving up the East and while Eastern Washington became the first Big Sky team to fall in this week's Stats FCS Top 25 poll. Montana State is up two spots to number eight following their 23-14 win at Western Illinois. Montana moved up. Uh, one spot to number 19, despite suffering their first loss on Saturday, a 35-3 defeat to FBS number 15, Oregon. Eastern Washington lost for the first time to an FCS opponent since falling to North Dakota State in the FCS National Championship game in January. EWU blew a 28-7 lead in a 49-45 loss to number 17, Jacksonville State, who moved up seven spots to number 10. UC Davis moved up one spot to four following a 41-13 win over Lehigh. Weber State stand pat at number six following a 19-13 loss to Nevada. The second six-point loss to an FBS program this season for the Wildcats. And Eastern out of the top 10 down to 11. Um, Montana State kicker Tristan Bailey earned Big Sky Conference Special Teams Player of the Week honors thanks to his stellar performance against Western Illinois. The senior hit all three of his field goal attempts, including a 41-yarder and a 47-yarder in the fourth quarter that provided the final margin. Last season, in MSU's 26-23 victory over the Leathernecks in Bozeman, he hit four field goals. Finally, former Billings Skyview standout and Montana State cornerback Trayvon Strong. The big this ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. How dare they cut you off? Tell them. Tell them about Trayvon Strong. Trayvon Strong, formerly Billing Skyview, formerly Montana State Bobcat. He's bounced around all over the place. He basically he transferred from Montana State to Utah, where he actually got some playing time. Now he's finished his career at Southern Illinois. He was the Missouri Valley Football Conference Newcomer of the Week last week. Okay. Had a couple forced fumbles, a couple pass breakups. Uh, he's a great player, man. It was... Uh, just a conflict of personalities when Jeff Choate got to Bozeman. And if you know Trayvon at all, you know that he is one of the most confident kids in himself that you'll ever meet. And uh, 
Jeff Chope basically said, my way or the highway to the whole locker room. And the one guy who was kind of like, eh, eh I'm, I'm going my way, mm-hmm. was Trayvon Strong. And then he played a year in the Pac-12. So good for him. Uh, you know, he's a, great, he's a good kid. And I'm happy for him that he gets to finish his, his last season in a competitive conference. Speaking of, we talked about Monmouth and the University of Montana. It's time to talk about Montana State, uh, their game uh, uh, victory over Western Illinois. And now... Norfolk State coming to Bozeman on uh, Saturday, so we'll get into that here from Jeff Cho in a moment. It is to tell Nuwanis, one hundred two nine ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios, Kurtz Polaris at twenty nine zero four West Broadway in Missoula, Highway eighty three, and Celia online at kurtzpolaris.com. Top of the hour, want to remind you, Kevin Callahan, the head coach of uh, Monmouth University, going to join us uh, here on this show talking about Monmouth's upcoming visit to Missoula. So we'll certainly look forward to that. Stick around. Top of the hour, we will uh, have him uh, on the show. But Coulter, uh, Jeff Choate, very happy to get the win. It was an ugly game. Uh, 21 penalties in total. I think you'll hear uh, that from Jeff Choate. 12 of those against Montana State, so significant. Uh, but uh, all in all, it's a W, but no love lost from Jeff Choate on the uh, trip to Macomb, Illinois. Happy to get out of Macomb with a win. Really not excited to go back there anytime soon. Uh, the trains, planes, and automobiles to get there five hours on the way back. Uh, tough place to play, I, as I mentioned a number of times going in. I mean, I told I told people last spring this was a trap game. You know, you know you're going to have a great environment week two at home, and then you got to go there, and they are good at home. And now I know why. There is nothing easy about playing there. Nothing easy at all. Um, the atmosphere is not great. The walking back and forth to the locker room is, you know, I mean, we may as well walk back to the field house. It would have been shorter for us than what we had to experience there. And, uh, you know, there's no time to make adjustments. It's basically get there, get the guys hydrated, get them set, settled down and relaxed, and you've got to go back and play again. And that's why they're 12-0 and 0, uh, over the last 12 years. Well, I guess they're 12-1 now in non-conference season home openers, including their last three Big Sky opponents before we went in there and got the win. And so uh, it's a tough place to play. They knocked off really good teams there last year. Youngstown State, Northern Iowa were teams, and Montana were teams that they beat at home a year ago. Uh, I don't think we played our best football by any, by any stretch of the imagination. It was a sloppy game. We had 12 penalties for 92 yards, but here's the real story on those 12 penalties. It took away two touchdowns, a possession, and 263 yards of field position. So that had a huge impact in this game. 21 flags is too many in any contest. It's too many. And so regardless of who they're being thrown on, at some point in time, you gotta let kids play. And so that was frustrating. Uh, it's very difficult to overcome the momentum that's created in those situations, and then it's gone. And so I think that's a different ball game if we play a little bit cleaner. Um, but they had their chair mistakes too, and so it was uh, it was not a. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, I, I, from what I understand, that I mean, it was so hard to even get somebody to tell you when the TV timeouts were. That's how bad it was. I mean, it was not a great environment. It was not well organized. I don't know anything else to say. But it is what it is. We got the W. We're moving on. There you go. It is what it is. Got the W moving on. Uh, we uh, talked about the, the ESPN 3 or ESPN, watch ESPN Plus or whatever it is, debacle uh, uh, during this game and just the reality of the lack of organization, uh, which also plays into, like you said, Coulter, I mean, you talked about we didn't know when the TV timeouts were coming. Well, that's because the TV didn't know when it was going to be on. They're just sitting there just trying to figure out where to plug the thing into. They needed Tommy is what they needed. They needed Tommy Evans running over there, running the engineering on the thing. But a win is a win, and 
I the game that I guess most concerned Jeff Choate in his history as the head coach at the University of Montana State is uh, you know is in the books as a W and, and that is all that matters. So now they look forward to Norfolk State. What is Norfolk State? Well, they're uh, uh, a football team that's in a place where there's a lot of football players. Norfolk State coach Scott. Uh, hired several years, years ago from Virginia State University, a Division II school, did a great job there, and you can see what he's building at Norfolk State. I mean, it's a hotbed of talent. There's tons and tons of football athletes within a 100-mile radius of that campus. Quarter million people in Norfolk, but in that area of Virginia, I mean, millions of, of people, and you get into Virginia Beach and the whole thing, I mean, it is just... There's people everywhere and a bunch of football-playing people as well. It's one of the great athletic hotbeds in the entire world, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the list of guys that are from the, the Hampton Heights or the, the Norfolk Isles or that, that region, when you include Hampton, Norfolk, Virginia Beach, that whole little area, mm-hmm. Chesapeake, all those places. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about Allen Iverson, Tracy McGrady, Alonzo Mourning, on down the line. For, for so many great NBA players, so many great – and Michael Vick is from that neck of the woods. You know, it, it's – the high school sports there are outstanding, as good as they are anywhere in the country, and it's why they can fuel so many football programs. So many of the guys have gotten plucked from there and not gone to places like Virginia and Old Dominion in recent years, but it's also trickled downhill to make places like James Madison and Richmond so nationally elite. Mm-hmm. You know, Bruce Smith is from that area. I mean, there is a ton of guys like... Jacque Allen from Montana State, who he was tweeting when on uh, Sunday night, he was tweeting, Hey, fam, we're playing Norfolk State this week. I didn't really put two and two together. I was like, Why is Jacque Allen so excited about playing Norfolk State? And then I realized, Oh, he's from Virginia Beach. Norfolk State's just right down the road. Right. So this is like the he's the one guy in all of Montana that has any connection to this. This is the first time Montana State has ever played Norfolk State, the first time they've ever played a team from the Mideastern Athletic Conference, and the first time they've ever played a team from Virginia, period. Yeah, so this is a total departure. Everything's new. You mentioned Latrell Smith. He was a rising star in the coaching world. He was the wide receivers coach at several different places, including then with a peak as the wide receiver coach at Tennessee. And uh, then he got hired as the head coach at Richmond in 2010. He was the successor to Mike London. Mike London famously led the Richmond Spiders all the way to the FCS National Championship in 2008, which was capped by a upset of the undefeated Montana Grizzlies in the national championship game. And then two years later, Mike Lennon leaves to take the job at Virginia. Latrell Smith uh, replaces him. He's only there for one year. And then he got in a bunch of trouble. He got arrested for a DUI and that derailed his career. And rather than go through the mess of mitigating that in the public eye, he just resigned. Mm. And then he got back on his feet at James Madison on Mickey Matthews staff. And that he's been kind of grinding his way back up. But make no mistake, the guy can coach. He, he was at a team that he, he was the head coach for a team that was one of the premier programs in the country at the FCS level for a brief moment in time uh, before they kind of got derailed. But uh, there, I was look, just going through their roster. This is this is the point I wanted to make that I teased in the last segment. We, we, first of all, when I do these first look style stories that I do on SkylineSportsMT.com. There's so many good football players in America. It's it's just crazy. Like you you never even heard of Norfolk State and you're looking up these guys and like their middle linebacker, the Chavis kid, I mean he's six three, two thirty. He looks like you play anywhere. Yeah. And Choate said just as much. It's just crazy how many guys there are. But it's also so interesting to me when you talk about some of these schools from places like you know, Kennesaw, Georgia or Norfolk, Virginia, or even some of the teams up 
in the Northeast with all these guys from Staten Island and, and the Bronx and New York and all, all these places, the physical prowess of these guys is just so tremendous. And I think it's a great example of how being big, fast, and strong is a key element to football, but it's not the only element to football. As I was looking, I was watching the, t- the tape on this Chavis kid, and he's really good. He is. Physically, if you were looking at Josh Hill from Montana State, their inside linebacker, and Jace Lewis from Montana, and this guy, there's no question who you're recruiting. Right. Josh Hill's 5'10". Jace Lewis is maybe six feet tall. Neither one of them maybe are over 205 pounds, maybe 210. I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're good put together, good-looking athletes or whatever, but they look like kids compared to this guy. He's 6'3", 235, long, lean, but that's only half of the element. Josh Hill's cerebral abilities, Jace Lewis's fearless nature, the way he can tackle in space, it, it, it's hard to quantify. Mm. Just based, I mean, it's like we were saying when we were prepping for the Oregon game for, for Montana. Robbie Houck's not getting recruited by anybody based on what he looks like. But if you see him play, you're like, well, man, I want that guy. And so much of it is, is not the, the physical prowess, the physical gifts. I just think it, it's easy to look at some of these teams and be like, man, it's pretty intimidating. But the other point that I think is worth noting is that both this Monmouth game and the Norfolk State game, these are extra non-conference home games during that five-year cycle where you only get that one, only once every five years the FCS teams get to play 12 games. Right. So this is the extra game that was scheduled at Washington Grizzly Stadium and at Bobcat Stadium. It's like Bobby Houck said yesterday, extra chance for revenue, and it is. Shout out to Riley Corcoran for his new podcast, Inside the Den. He had... Ryan Martin, who's the CFO of Grizz Athletics, on. And I thought it was a fascinating interview. He, Ryan Martin is the guy who makes the football schedule. So he talked all about the ins and outs and negotiations to get $650,000 from a school like Oregon or, or why Montana doesn't necessarily have to play an FPS team. And he noted that most home games at the University of Montana net Montana about $500,000 on the bottom line. Not profit, but just revenue. Uh, so it's an extra chance to get that revenue. But that said, North Alabama and... Monmouth were put on the Grizz schedule five or six years ago under the premise that these would be games that... Actually, the North Alabama, as soon as they went D1, Ryan Martin called them and said, hey, do you want to come? Because it was an FCS game mm. all of a sudden. But one Montana should win. Well, that team shows up, and they're a lot better, a lot more physically uh, developed than maybe you think they would be as a team that's only been D1 for two years. It's going to be a similar deal with Monmouth, and it's the same deal with what the Cats got. Like, I don't think the Cats expected... Norfolk State, a team that has almost no tradition at the FCS level, to have the athletes they do. Like going through their D-line, they're 6'5 across the board on their D-line. They, they have athletes. So I guess don't judge a book by its cover. These two teams are going to be a lot more challenging, I think, than the Montana schools maybe would have thought or maybe would even like in their last, uh, <laughs> for what Bobby Hack doesn't want me to say, tune-up before Big Sky Conference play. Norfolk State, 1-2 uh, and two on the season. They lost to Old Dominion by 3, 24-21, really good game. Uh, they beat Virginia State 44-21, and uh, then they lost to Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina, obviously, a very good FCS team, 46-7. So there you go. That's the uh, uh, the lead-in to that game. We'll hear more uh, from Coach Houck about that either today or in subsequent uh, uh, shows leading up to uh, the game. We'll take a quick break, though, and we'll compare Monmouth and Norfolk State. Who, which one's going to be better? What's going to be the better football game? And uh, what can we expect out of this weekend compare and contrast-wise uh, for uh, both Bozeman and Missoula? Hey, Check this out. This is cool. I'm pumped up about this. Watson's Children's Shelter is having a pro-am, a tennis pro-am. At the, it is hosted by the Peak Health and Wellness Center uh, October 10th through the 13th. That's a Thursday through a Sunday. Now, here's the deal. This is cool. 
you got the tennis pros, okay, on Thursday evening, October 10th, from 6 to 9.30, at the barn on Mullen, you know, out there near the ranch club, they're going to have a pro auction, auctioning off the players, and then you get to pick the tennis pro that you want to be with, and then you have a doubles tournament through the course of the weekend to raise money for Watson's Children's Shelter. There's an awesome awesome uh, event obviously a great organization taking care of uh, of kids who have come from very tough and abusive situations and uh by the way just you know not that you need an additional reason to go but yours truly you're going to be hosting the mc on this thing on that thursday for the uh, uh watson's children's shelter and for that for that tennis pro auction auctioning off professional tennis players or tennis pros i guess it were that's going to be a lot of fun so it's a doubles tournament play there's going to be a full breakfast bar saturday and sunday saturday lunch uh and a tour of the watson's children's children's shelter itself uh refreshments sack snacks saturday evening there's a vip party so you get all of this stuff that's going to go into it so come on out uh, again on uh, thursday evening at the uh, born on mullen uh, six till ten uh, till nine thirty for that uh, for that auction and then the whole weekend play some tennis for a great cause and see what's really going on uh, there there's going to be plenty of silent auction stuff as well for info and tickets go to watson children's shelter.org it's watson children's shelter.org and uh, beginning october 4th you can even start to you know text in on the uh, on the device it's an online auction so you can start to put your bids in even before the day you can check out all the stuff that's there going to be a great deal i'm really excited to be there uh, for this thing we'd love to see everybody out there so again is the uh, watson children's shelter tennis pro-am beginning thursday evening at the barn on mullen october 10th through the 13th okay we'll see you there Colt, there's something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. To tell in Nuanes on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Missoula. Coming up in 10 minutes, Kevin Callahan, the head coach of Monmouth. 27 years he's been the head coach, the only head coach ever in the history of the school. Looking forward to having him on the show at the top of the hour. It is To Tell Nuanes, 102.9 ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television, broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. 
online at kurtzpolaris.com. You want to find us on Twitter? Do it. At Gus Tutel, that's me, at 1029 ESPN, and at Skyline Sports MT. Those are the places you can go, the handles you can use to play properly in the Twitter world. Um, couple announcements, housekeeping notes. Uh, the ESPN Roundtable, which we've enjoyed doing very much, is shifting a little bit uh, just in terms of when it's airing. We are going to move from noon on Wednesdays to about 5 15 or so during this show on Wednesdays and then at noon on Thursdays. So it used to be uh, on Two Tell and on Thursday and at noon on Wednesday on ESPN Radio. So basically we're inverting those. Uh, we're flipping those uh, days. So we uh, just wanted to let you know. And uh, this week on the ESPN Roundtable, Mick Morris, the head coach of the Hellgate Knights, he came in today to talk to us. Great to have him uh, in here. Hellgate 2-0. I mean, when was the last time Hellgate was 2-0 to start a season? Like 1994? 1995. Yep, a year after they played in the state championship game. So uh, things are, are rolling uh, with, with Hellgate, and, and obviously Raleigh Wooster, a great football player there, uh, but exciting still, man, for this for this uh, team, for this school, and uh, their ability to turn this around really in a, a very short amount of time. A lot of credit to Coach Morris on that from uh, not even having a team, you know, 40 years ago. So this is, uh, this is cool. And uh, looking forward to uh, uh, bringing that to you tomorrow uh, on the show. Uh, also, uh, we are going to have Norfolk State coach Latrell Scott coming up later in the week. Wanted to let you know that. And also, most importantly, I beat down Sean Rainey in the fantasy football this week. Ooh. Let's go, Rain Man. Just wanted to talk a little smack. You know what I mean? SWX Television Sports Director, for those that don't know, he's not just shouting out Every, random people. Everybody knows who Sean Rainey is. Everybody knows who Sean Rainey is. He is the most famous sports personality in the state of Montana. Besides you. Get out of town. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about uh, this game just briefly in terms of the, the, the two teams that are coming. Look, Montana State is going to be favored significantly over Norfolk State. Uh, the University of Montana is going to be hugely favored over Monmouth when they come to town. Which one of these two teams, or is there a team that you think matches up better or not as well, or is it just, hey, both these teams go, take care of business, get ready for conference play? Well, I don't think it's going to be as easy as people expect, honestly. I think both teams that are coming here, I mean, usually when you have a big talent deficiency, like when you play a Adams State or you know, an RMAC team or something, a D2 team, they, they just look stuck in the mud because they're so much slower. Mm-hmm. These teams are going to have good speed. Yeah. Norfolk State, I expect, to actually have great speed. North Alabama went toe-to-toe they had good speed for the first half. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, I think Bombas is a tougher game because there's a more established program at the FCS level. They were in the playoffs two years ago. Uh, when did Norfolk State become an FCS team? Uh, that's a good question. I will find that okay. out for you. Uh, but Monmouth, I mean... Juwan Carr is a good quarterback for Norfolk State, but Kenji Bahar is one of the better quarterbacks in the country. He He's a first-team All-Big South guy a year ago, and he's a preseason player of the year in that league. He's a three-year starter, and I think Pete Guerrero is going to be the best player, the best visiting player that comes to Montana this weekend, Monmouth's running back. So I think Monmouth is the tougher of the two tests. Very good. Uh, Nor- Nor- Norfolk State started playing SCS football in 1997. Plenty more uh, coming on uh, these games. Uh, we'll hear sound and uh, analysis and prepare you properly for the last uh, non-conference game of the uh, of the season for both Montana and Montana State throughout the show and later on in the week as well. Next, though, 
Looking forward to having Kevin Callahan, the head coach of Monmouth University, going to uh, come talk to us about the game. And he will probably be the insightful one and uh, helping us uh, understand what it's going to be like for Monmouth coming to Missoula to play the University of Montana. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 